Welcome to the Excel Still More podcast. I am your host, Chris Emerson. I'm here to encourage you in your walk with God. Thank you for joining in. Today's podcast is sponsored by a wonderful company, Creation to Revelation. This group of Christians believe it is extremely important that we teach the Word of God to our kids. They have original graphic illustrations from the beginning of the Bible to the end, featuring the beautiful and consistent presence of Jesus throughout. You can explore all of that at creationtorevelation.com. I am so thankful you're here, so let's get started. Okay, so I need to tell you right up front that I have an equal amount of excitement in sharing the relevance and personal benefit of today's topic versus fear, a sense of trepidation, I guess, because the only way for me to convey this concept of work smarter, not harder, and how it can help you is to share a few things from my life, and I'm genuinely afraid that it might come off as some, hey, everybody, look at me, this is the way I did it, and it's working, and you should do that too, and I don't want that to happen. Because I am so far from perfect, it isn't even funny. I mean, even today's topic was motivated by my personal laziness early on. But bear with me as I share a few things, and then when we get to the back half of this episode, we will put the focus squarely on you and your life and how you might be able to work more wisely, more efficiently, and maybe less hard, with less of a grind, with a lot less stress. And ultimately, that's why I'm going forward with this, my excitement over how this might help you today overrides some of those other things. Okay, let me start in the beginning for just a moment. Even as a teenager, my objective was, how can I get the most result out of the least amount of hard, sustained work? I'm not saying it was noble, but I am saying it was worth the effort. For instance, I started college kind of young. We were homeschooled, and I was a teenager, And I figured out very early on that if you memorized everything in the chapter that was bolded, and you had even a functioning knowledge of the stuff that was italicized, you pretty much did not have to read anything else. So I read very little, and my study was somewhat infrequent, but very focused. It was intentional. I knew what I needed to learn. And the result was an A, and then another A, and it just kind of started to work out. And you might say, well, you know, you weren't really learning all of the content, but I have news for you. I didn't care about any of that content. More on that today. Working hard, really grinding, sometimes is the result of pursuing something that you don't even care about, which was true for me during the early years of college. But you know, in the end, they didn't give different kinds of A's. It wasn't, hey, you have a 4.0 grade point average, but also read every page of the textbook so you get a special star. There were no special stars. There was just success. How you choose to get to that success really seemed to be of no interest to my professors, only that I can show them that I can achieve good results with integrity. And you know, life is kind of like that. 
in your relationships, where you work, what school you attend. There is a place called success where everybody wants to be. Getting there is the objective. How you get there, that's up to you. And some people choose the grind. They work long hours. They put in extra effort. They think about it all the time. And when they run into a roadblock, they just keep doing what they're doing, but they do it harder and they commit to it even more. And there can be great results from that. I'm just telling you, that's not my strategy. And when you grow older and you start to look at things like your finances and how you will grow them or your marriage and how you will improve it or what you do for a living, there is a burnout factor There is a frustration factor, a stressed-out metric that comes from just grinding harder. And while I would never say anything negative about hard work, first comes wisdom. First, you must determine, is this the wisest way to do this? Is this the most efficient way to do it? Am I trying to do too much? Am I trying to do things that I'm just not good at and I'm never going to be good at and there are other options available? Am I believing that there's some magical payoff from the grind? That the more stress I feel and the more I labor for it, that somehow there'll be this great reward, this gold star awarded to the hardest worker of them all. Look, here's a big secret in life. It's a fairly results-oriented game. It's about getting there. It's about reaching the goal. It's about making the change. How you go about doing that, well, my argument today is work smarter. Work more efficiently. Work less hard so that you can enjoy it more and do other things and still reap success. And maybe even more than you could have gotten before because you're not burned out, you're not stressed out, you're not overworked, and you get to experience the joy of figuring out the best way to do it instead of just the fatigue having labored through the hardest route to the top. So I have a handful of things to share with you on how this might work in your life, but I do want to give you one other instance from my own that really brought this episode into view for me. Several weeks ago, I was a part of a podcast interview with several friends of mine. And at the end of it, each of us was asked to say something we admire about each other person. And they asked me to go first, and I went around the room and I said a few things. And then it came to the point where the one of them that I knew the best was saying something about me. And here's what he said. Quote, Chris is the hardest working guy that I know. And he went on to say something like, that's why things have worked out well for him. And I remember sitting at my desk after we were done with the Zoom call and the recording and all of that, and I thought, that's not true. I mean, I don't think I'm lazy, and I'm willing to do hard work, but laborious, heavy Lengthy grinding is kind of a last resort for me. I always figure there's a way to do it better and maybe a little wiser and more efficiently. And I got to wondering, why did he say that about me? I sat there and reflected 
on two or three other occasions where preachers have said something similar to me. Chris, you work so hard. And I'm thinking, you don't know that. And honestly, compared to others, I probably don't. So why are you saying this? And I want you to think about that as well. Let's take myself off the table for a moment. Someone in your life who you look at and say, they work tremendously hard, and here's how I know that to be true. For the most part, what we're really doing is weighing what gets produced. We look at the quality of the output, and that's how we determine how much went into it. For instance, I think my podcast and preacher friends are complimenting me and saying, you know, you put out a pretty good podcast, and you do a solid job with your preaching, and I know you get to travel around and help others sometime, and I'm looking at what you are doing, and I'm thinking there must be a ton that goes into that. And maybe I'm shortcutting myself a little bit, and I work a little harder than I'm letting on, but I'll tell you this, it doesn't really feel like it. It feels like the week is spread out pretty well. If you've heard old episodes, you know I don't jam-pack schedules full where there's no break in between. Throughout the week, a podcast gets recorded, and I do some study and produce some sermons and a couple of classes, and then fill the rest of the week with conversations and interactions, and then, of course, just a bunch of family. I mean, I have three kids at home and a wife whom I kind of enjoy being around. So look, I promise, this is not about me at all. I really want to get to some things that can help you, and maybe you've already heard a couple of things that may be applicable. But the question is, can we do great work? Can we produce things that really help? Can we help other people? Can we build good home lives? Can we do it all, whatever all ends up being, more on that in a moment, without it being stressful, without it being inherently unpleasant? Life has plenty of unpleasant things that happen without announcing their arrival that we shouldn't add habitual unpleasantness to our work and our lives. Can we do it a little bit easier, in a little shorter time, than we might have otherwise? I remember a preacher friend I spent a lot of time with when I was younger. If we were going to preach on angels or something, he would read for weeks, hundreds of pages, books on angels, most of which would not be remembered, nearly none of which would be used. But he felt like copious hours invested were the big key to a good outcome. Meanwhile, I went fishing. The next day, I came into work and I spent a few hours researching great articles written about angels. And I learned all the same good stuff in 10 to 20% of the time. Now, you might be like, Chris, that was lazy. Well, hey, I took my kids fishing. I don't apologize for that. And I learned all the same stuff. Maybe not all the same stuff. But in the end, the things that both of us decided were useful were the same. Now look, you may want to call that laziness, and that's okay if you do, but there has to be a part of you that says, I wonder where I could do that in my life. Where am I working hard, but with a poor strategy, thinking that because I'm working super hard and putting in tons of time, it will bring about a better outcome? Where do I need a mental reset to work smarter, not necessarily harder. So let me use the last part of this episode and just give you a few things to consider. The first one is purely a mental exercise, so you can do it wherever you are right now. 
Consider the results that you want and assess if your current strategies are working. Look, if you are totally defensive about the way you do things and you don't want to hear about doing it differently, and you certainly don't want to hear about some lazy way of doing it, then this episode won't do you any good. And look, if the way you're doing things is working out awesome, then keep doing it. But if you're trying to build a better connection with your kids or a better marriage and all the stuff you're trying is giving diminished returns, but it's worth working for, then you've got to be willing to say, I need to reevaluate this. Instead of just saying, I'll work harder, which isn't usually the answer. If you're somebody who's trying to get your finances in order, pay off some things, save for retirement, and you have this tremendous strategy that your parents taught you that you've believed in your whole life, but it's not working. You study and grind and work and figure and do bold things, and you have nothing to show for it. It means you're not doing the right things, and you can do them harder if you want, and it'll just stress you out more as you watch it not work. With your job, whatever your job is, or your education, if the goal is to succeed, to get a good job, to get promoted, and boy, you're putting in all the hours, and it's on your mind all the time, and you're giving it everything you've got, and the needle isn't moving, it's not the needle's fault. It's possible that you may be wasting time. You could be using doing other things, things you like a lot more, and still get better results on that initial thing you were striving for. Now, if you are ready to do that, try to figure out smaller things, less involved things that stand a good chance of helping. In college, I learned to memorize the bolded stuff. In preaching, I learned how to Google very efficient, focused articles. In your marriage, a few well-timed, well-said, well-intended things can have triple the results of whatever you've been trying. With finances, there are guys who devote so many hours to earning extra money or to staring at a computer screen to figure out options in the Chinese market. Oftentimes, because of poor strategizing in spending or risk assessment, it amounts to nothing. What's interesting is how a few small, wise things can make a much bigger difference, like a little bit of cutting and spending. Sending that little bit to someone who is wiser than you. Let time do the grinding and let that grow. Stay off of that computer at night and play Uno with your kids. With your job or your education, what are the little choices? The small things that get big results. Do those things. Maybe it's a special study class you go to or some continued education you get for work. It's not long and grinding and stressful and laborious, but it's smart. And you can get the result you weren't getting before and have time to do other things. Now, this can already help, but what if we add this next point to it? At the same time, let's cut out some stuff that's not really working. Or maybe cut out some stuff that's not really making that big of a difference that you don't even enjoy doing anyway. I'll give you an example in my own life. I used to write a lot. I wrote full-page articles for the bulletin. I wrote blogs for online, writing some of this, writing some of that. 
but I genuinely loathe writing. I'm not very good at writing. I don't enjoy doing it. It takes me three times as long to write something and figure out all the grammatical stuff and the spelling stuff than it does to speak it, and I enjoy speaking it. Now, if you're a preacher, you're thinking, sorry, bud, you've got to do all that writing. No, you don't. You really don't. I don't do that now. I put my energy into things that I thought would help people just as much or more, things that I actually enjoy. I got rid of a few things that I thought I had to do, but really I just thought I had to do them. I don't know that they had this tremendous impact, and I replaced it with something like a podcast that I enjoy doing. I worked a little smarter by cutting out something that was hard, and ultimately I determined to be not all that needful, and it opened up a lot of other things. So I want to give you at least one more. Here's the recap. Reevaluate your goals and how it's going, and be honest about that. Add something small that you believe is a big difference maker. Eliminate stuff that is time-consuming or laborious, or mentally draining, that doesn't even have that great of results, just because you've always done them. And then, if you have a choice on how you will pursue a better marriage, or better finances, or deeper faith, or a better position at work, or better grades, or whatever, if you have the choice, always choose to do something that fits you. By that I mean this beautiful combination of something that you enjoy and also that you're pretty good at. It's like someone pursuing a degree in a field that they love and that they enjoy learning about. Pursuing a career that actually interests you or where you get to do things that are fulfilling to who you are. Because if you can do that, even when you're working hard, it won't feel like it. Even when you're at some stage of trouble where it's going to take a good grind to get through it, it won't feel like a grind for you. My marriage does not feel like a grind to work through problems. Preaching does not feel like a grind because I love my wife and the benefits of our marriage and I love preaching the gospel. And so in some ways, pursuing things that I love is the smartest decision of all. You may not have that option, that joy in every part of your life right now, but maybe it's a lot more available to you than you've been trained to think. Great things, godly things, rewarding things. If you will just break away from the stress, back up from the habitual grind, consider the goals you are pursuing, and work smarter, not harder. Thank you so much for joining in today. If you enjoyed this program, consider sharing it with your family and your friends. As always, you can go to excelstillmore.life to sign up for the email, order the three-month journal, or just catch up on old episodes. And also, if you are looking for financial advice or future planning, Give John Cunningham a call today, 205-913-1720. And remember this, whatever you choose to do today in the name of the Lord Jesus, excel still more.